Welcome to Conversations in Confidence, where you get a front row seat to learn the insider tips, tricks, and insights to help you win the mental game of music. So, without further ado, please take your seat and welcome your host, Paul Crick, the Performance Confidence Coach. Hello, good people, and welcome. Thanks for downloading or streaming another episode of Conversations in Confidence. I love meeting and chatting with all of my guests. Each one has a unique set of talents and experiences that I love to discover and shine the spotlight on during our chats. My hope is that in talking with them, you, the listener, get to discover some useful nuggets of information, and then you can apply them in your own performances. Karen Green is no exception. A former national gold medal winning karate champion, Karen has dedicated her life to learning and sharing her love, knowledge and experience in a range of soft martial arts. She's a qualified Tai Chi Union of Great Britain instructor, a yoga teacher, a clinical hypnotherapist. The list actually goes on and on and on. What she doesn't know, she freely admits, but having worked with her and had an opportunity to dig through her extensive library... I can assure you that this lady is an amazing expert in the art of looking after your health and your well-being. Her passion, as you'll hear, is somatic movement and its role in helping people to work with and overcome chronic pain. The work she does has specific relevance to musicians and other practitioners of the performing arts and is amazingly effective in producing rapid improvements, enabling people to get back to doing not only what they love as professionals, but more importantly, to keep on earning. So, do sit back and please welcome my guest, Karen Green. So, I'd like to welcome my guest, Karen Green, to this particular episode of Conversations in Confidence. How are you doing, Karen? I'm good, thank you. Good. So, for those who haven't come across your work before, tell us a little about your background and how you came to be a somatic healer. Well, I first started to be interested in martial arts, really, and that was in when I was about 18. So I started martial arts, was quite intrigued by it, and I enjoyed all the physical exercise that came with it, but was more interested with the focus on the mind as well. So it wasn't just exercise, it was the mind and body connection. And so I enjoyed it that much. I ended up practicing it for want of a better word, for around 20 years. And I did take part in a few competitions. And You won a few, didn't you? I did, yeah. You won quite a significant one, didn't you? I did, yes. What was that? I won a, a British gold medal. A British gold medal? Yeah. It's not often I get to sit in such presence. It's great. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of the show. That's just fantastic. So, oh. so you know all about performance, don't you? That's right, yeah. So, yeah, I know what it's like to stand up there and perform using both your body and your mind, you know. Yeah, so the parallels with music are actually quite clear, aren't they? That's right, yes. Yes, they are. So, where did you go from being a British gold medal winner? Well, I kind of got into fitness then because of improving my martial arts. So, I got into weight training to start with. And in those days, you know, there weren't the gyms. It was just in a big hall with a bench and the women went down there kind of thing and out of the way. And, you know, you got on with your little dumbbells. And so, I started doing that and enjoyed that. And then that progressed to doing a bit of aerobics like you do. 
I can even remember trying this class where you wore something that I can only describe like hospital slippers and slid up and down on a mat. So it was quite bizarre. So I've done all sorts of things in fitness. But I had a turning point when I had a car accident about 20 years ago and I damaged my neck and my shoulders and I had whiplash. And it significantly changed my life because at that point then I couldn't go back to martial arts because it was giving me too much pain with the neck and I really missed it. So I went to see a lady for some remedial massage and she was really good and she suggested that I started yoga. So that's when I got interested in yoga and I said to her one day, I said, but I really miss my karate, you know, all the training and performing and everything. And she said, well, instead of thinking about the thing that you can't do, why don't you try something you could do? And that would be Tai Chi. So I got into Tai Chi as well. And the massage was fantastic. So to cut a long story short, I trained in all of those three things. So I trained as a remedial massage therapist, a yoga teacher, and Tai Chi teacher, and had a really good career with it. Unfortunately, then what happened was, because obviously using your body as a masseuse, you're putting a lot of stress on your body, as you do as a musician, because you're using your body repeatedly in a particular um, position. And even though people tell you to look after yourself, you don't always know it's happening. So I had a frozen shoulder, which lasted for quite some years. And the yoga did help me and the massage did help me, but it didn't totally get rid of it or give me back the movement that I had previously. And that's when I came upon somatics. And I just found it, I was just surfing as you do, looking at things under frozen shoulder and trying to find something that I could do to help and I saw it on the internet, tried it out, I thought at first I thought it didn't do an awful lot like you've experienced when I've done some with you, the movements are very small and I couldn't work out what it could be doing but I was absolutely amazed within a few weeks I'd improved my range of movement by about 25% which was a huge difference to me and I just thought this is absolutely amazing, I've just got to find out more. And that's when I went on to train in London to be a somatic movement coach. That's where I am today, and I really can't stop learning about it. And I don't know why I didn't know about it before, because it is absolutely amazing. So tell us what somatic hearing is. Right, so somatic, we call it somatic movement education, because really it's not, it's not a therapy, it's not something that someone does on you. It's something that you can do for yourself, and it's about being aware of what's happening in your own body. So, simply, what it really is, it's a series of mostly floor-based movements, unique movements, which can release yourself from chronic pain and stiffness that's been held in a body. So, that's a simple explanation, but there is a lot more to it. So, specifically, it is a form of neuromuscular reprogramming that allows the brain to reconnect with the muscles again and teach the body to let go of tension and contracture that's been brought about by accidents, injuries, habits, you know, some like, like a musician, for instance, you put in hours and hours into practice, aren't you? And you might be in unforgiving positions, you know, if you're playing a piano, for instance, you're going to be bent over with your arms outstretched 
And if you're doing that repetitively over a period of time, your brain then teaches your body, your muscles, how to hold themselves to overcome the stress that you're putting on your body. And then what happens is, I call it, the brain goes on smooth control. So it's like when you drive a car. Once your brain has learned how to do that activity, it doesn't then start going through each action that you do, put your foot on the clutch, whatever, use your hands on the gear stick. It just does it automatically. So it's out of your conscious awareness. So in other words, your contracture in the muscles is in your unconscious mind. So it's out of your awareness. You're not even aware of it. So when you're not playing your musical instrument, you know, whether you're playing a violin or the piano or whatever, your brain doesn't know how to switch those muscles off. From, does that make sense? Yes, it does. From being contracted. And so if you're not aware of it, how are you going to do something about it? So uh, this is the great thing about somatic. So the methods that it uses to do this are quite unique. So the method is called pandiculation. I really love that word. Pandiculation. Pandiculation. That's a term and a half, isn't it? It, it certainly is. What does that mean? Pandiculation means that to unfreeze the brain from being stuck in its contracture, we have to retrain it. It doesn't know it's contracted. So when we move the muscle, so in a class situation or in a one-to-one, we actively contract. I know this sounds really strange. We actively contract the muscle more than it's already contracted. So, for instance, if you're playing the piano and you spend lots of time leaning over the piano, so your shoulders would be slightly raised and your arms are pulled in so your chest is is tighter, so that's going to bring a whole contraction to the centre of the body. It's going to make, uh, it's going to affect even the way that you breathe and being able to open your body up again. So if you take the shoulders, for instance, what you would do, you would begin to raise the shoulders further than they already were. And this is without pain. So you contract the shoulder slowly, and then you release it on your out-breath. And then when you think it's released, you relax it even more. And that's done twice as slowly as the contraction. So it's three-phase. So it's contract, release, and relax. And then what we do is we pause because the brain, it's like a two-year-old really, it needs a little bit of time Mm -hmm. and you need to notice. So soma is a somatic, is about the first person's experience inside of your body. So you're an expert in your body, you know what's going off with it and what you can feel. Even if I'm telling you, it's what you experience. So that is pandiculation. It's contracting a muscle further than it was before so that the brain will wake up and say, oh, that's what you mean then by being contracted. And then you release it and relax it twice as slowly so that the brain notices what's happening when you do actually release it. And that needs to be repeated because on a daily basis, really, because if you think about it, you know, you may have been practicing music for or being in that position, even if you're an office worker for years, it's taken to get like that. So it needs to be practiced on a daily basis. The other thing about somatics is that when you have pain in the body, pain and stiffness in the body, it is because the brain has stopped communicating with the muscles. 
And so when you first start to do these specific movements, quite often a person will say, when I ask them to move a particular muscle, they'll say, well, I can't really feel anything. And that's because it's out of their control, not in control of the muscles. They don't, can you imagine that? Not even knowing whether part of your body is moving or not. Well, you and I worked together, so I had yeah. direct experience of that. That's it was, right. It was really strange trying to move something and, and, and actually not being able to move it because your muscle didn't know what it was doing. And actually, it was the first time you were really aware you had a muscle and you could do something with it. And it was almost like training that muscle to do something that it wasn't used to doing. Yeah, that's right. And uh, some people find it quite bizarre. Or I'll ask them to do a movement and they'll say, oh, I'm not quite sure what you mean, they feel a bit confused. And that is suggesting that there is a problem with the connection with the brain and the muscle. And in particular as well, if they're moving a muscle, they might experience shuddering or shaking or that it's not moving very smooth. And that is suggesting that there is what we call sensory motor amnesia present, which means the brain doesn't know the hell what's going off with the muscle. <laughs> You know, and so by being aware of all that and connecting with that, it's saying, oh, I see what you mean, or more to the point, I feel what you mean, or I don't feel. So that's the great thing about it. It is waking up the brain to what is really going on with these muscles, because it's just had this amnesia and it's forgotten. Mm. So it's bringing back that connection, really, back with it. So typically, how long does it take when working with somatic healing to get a result? You know, if you're a musician that's got RSI or strain from overuse or you know, posture challenges, what can people expect? Well, first of all, obviously, it needs to be assessed. So you need to assess what's happening. And you can usually tell that by, I just look at a person, ask them to stand how they normally stand, and I can usually tell we have three different posture types. You can experience all three in your body at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'll assess that and work out a program for them. And then they would need to do the exercises that I give them. So it is very much taking responsibility for your own health. So you could spend 15 minutes a day and you can see results within a few days, really, to be honest. And even people that have come to class. I had a lady that came to class for the first time the other day and she has chronic problems with her shoulder blade and her hips. She can't walk properly. And after the class, I asked her how she was and she said, I feel more open and I feel lighter. So that's an improvement. That's great. So literally within one session, For some just, people, you yeah. can start to feel some improvement. Yes. Brilliant. As you know, this podcast is all about helping others to learn about performance. So with that in mind, I wanted to ask you, what's the one thing you do that helps you perform at your best? Well, for me, I know we often talk about the mind and body connection, but I'm a person that feels better when I move. And so that's what I tend to do. So, like when you were coming here today, this is the first podcast that I've ever done. So, I was a little nervous about it, which is natural, isn't it? Of course. And so, what I did, I did a little bit of Qigong, mm -hmm. which is a movement. I could have done somatics if I wanted to, but I chose to do Qigong. So, I'm actually moving my body, I'm breathing, and it, it just brings everything into perspective really and I think it's fantastic to do that to move your body in that slow way just helps to to get your mind into focus 
I suspect I know the answer to my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's the best performance you've ever achieved? Well, I suppose it's got to be the martial arts one, haven't it? Because I just haven't got a clue. I was looking around for, for somebody else to... And people kept nudging me, that's you, that's you. And I'm kind of turning around looking. And it was just amazing to, you know, to hear your name and sort of looking around in disbelief and then realising that it is you, actually. And going up onto that stage and everyone clapping and cheering, it was just the most amazing feeling ever. Okay, I What's the one resource that you wouldn't be without that helps you help others with their performances? This could be a daily routine, could be an app on your phone or, a, or your computer, or just a helpful habit. That's not an easy one for me to answer because there's probably be a couple, really. Mostly, I think knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think to have knowledge about things to how to do your, you know, the work or your performance or whatever that you're in. I think reading for me, mm-hmm. books. You have quite an extensive library. I do you? have an extensive library, yeah. And I just think knowledge. Okay. So if you were to recommend a book or an article for someone to read looking to improve their performance, what would it be? I have it here mm-hmm. in my hands. It's called Life Lessons from the Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. That's a great book. That's Robin Sharma, it's isn't it? Robin Sharma. It's a great book. Yeah. I'm a bit of a butterfly kind of person, me. And the reason that I like this book is because each chapter, it, it's only a page long. And I kind of use it so, you know, it's something that I've got on my mind. I find it great to pick up the book and I just kind of hold it in my hand and take a few breaths and I kind of think about the thing that I'm mulling over and then I just kind of flick through it and just let it land wherever, oh, wherever it wants to land and I've just done that here and it says take a mini vacation. There you go. There we go. And then it's absolutely amazing how that what you've just read is just what you need. Fantastic. And so I definitely recommend that. So what's your favourite mantra or quotation? Do you have one? I used to have a, a mantra that I used all the time, and I still think it's great, but just recently I heard something else which really fits into everything that I'm doing at the moment. And it says, almost anything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes. I'm sure we've all had that, haven't we? Unplug oh, yeah. the computer. Yeah. But, and that includes yourself. Uh, I like oh, that. I really like that one. What a great thing. So, so whatever, you, whatever you're doing, find some time and plug yourself in some way and just take some time for you. That's it. Fantastic. Karen, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, they can either connect by phone. You can ring me on 01949 829311 if you want to have a, a chat with me. Great. Or you can connect with me via our website, which is www.mab consultant.co.uk or the same email on karen at madconsultants.co.uk Fantastic. Karen, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you very much for sharing your knowledge with everyone out out who's listening to this. Thank you for taking time to be brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking me. I don't know about you, but I found that absolutely fascinating. I actually worked with Karen about three months ago because I was experiencing aches and pains in my knees. To be honest, I just thought it was one of those things that happens to your body as you get older. But to my amazement, within two sessions, the knee had regained a full range of motion and the pain had completely disappeared. 
So if you're suffering from pain of occupational injuries such as RSI, overuse or postural problems that cause you discomfort as a performer, then I heartily recommend you check out Karen and her website at mabconsultants.com for more information. Well, that's all we've got time for this time. If you liked what you heard, as usual, please do mouse over to iTunes and leave me some feedback. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, and what you'd like to hear more of. If you've any suggestions for other guests you'd like me to interview, then please do let me know. Until we meet again, take care. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up another episode of Conversations in Confidence. Monday for more tips, tricks and insights with Paul Crick, the performance confidence coach.